American heroes. Real American heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Garden Gnome Maker. Mr. Garden Gnome Maker. Anyone can dress up a yard with a shrub or some gladiolas, but it takes real guts to use a small, brightly colored ceramic man. You're the man. And what says, welcome to our home, like a dwarf in the hedges. Many a night, you've slaved over a hot ceramic man-maker, knowing somewhere there was a lonely pink flamingo or a cement frog who needed a buddy. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, oh master of miniatures, because as all Americans know, a home isn't a home without a gnome. Take me home. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. been a few distractions here in the US the last couple of days, which uh, this podcast is uh, not going to address, but um, needless to say, a couple of days late, but never too late to put in a review and maybe better late than never. Anyway, let's jump into last week. I know it seems like a distant memory, but let's just quickly race through last week and then we'll talk about the state of play moving forward. Um, quickly jump into uh, the, the games from last week. Wipeouts 47, defeated the Queens 45. This obviously was a uh, pretty funny game, uh, considering both teams went in with uh, either the best record in the league or the second best record in the league um, to have such a small uh, winning margin and also a very small score. Just to let you know that the combined score of these two teams this week was surpassed by about a third of the other teams. Jackson got six, six for Hunt, three for Lockett, seven for Shepard, one for Godart, four for Reynolds, four for Anderson. Special teams uh, contributed for a healthy 16. Uh, on the bench, Jackson had 13. Um, it was a very lean week for the wipeouts, but they held up against the Queens, 45, six for Mayfield, seven for Davis. Landry had five, five for Moore. Gusecki didn't score, seven for Higgins, two for Thielen, and special teams combined for 13. On the bench, Robinson had 17, not much else to report. So wipeouts hold in the end. Crabs, 162. Defeated the Dockers, 82. Nice big score, ran up by the Crabs. Mahomes had 44, five touchdowns will do that. Seven for Elliott, 32 for Adams. Golladay didn't score. Kelsey, 24. Gurley, 10. Metcalf, 42. Special teams combined for three, and that's a worry. Uh, on the bench, Rager had 12. 162 defeating the Dockers, 82. The Dockers, 10 for Allen, 4 for Gordon, 9 for Parker. Davis, 26. Nice score there, 3 for Andrews. 
Seven for Scott. Woods had 23. Special teams cancelled themselves out. No gain there. On the bench, Williams had 11. Lindsay had 18. Renfro had 11. Moss had 20. So some people to think about on the bench. Um, another close one, the Costanzas, 73, defeated the Budgies. Sorry, Costanzas, 76, defeated the Budgies, 73. Costanzas, Bridgewater, 10, Connor, 11, Jones, 18, 18 for Williams, 4 for Mims, Henry had 3, Edwards Alaire had 3, special teams combined for 9, 21 for Harris on the bench, got injured in the process. Budgie 73, Carr had 12, 15 for Kamara, nothing for Cooper, Cup had 16, Ebron had 13, 2 for Taylor, Brown had 9, special teams combined for 6, nothing on the bench. 76 to 73 for the Stanzas, beat the Budgies. The Mudcats, 84, defeated the Hamsters, 77. For the Mudcats, 15 for Tannehill. Montgomery had nine. Humphreys didn't score. 15 for Boyd. Waller had two. 18 for Ayuk. 15 for Allen. Special teams had 10. And the bench, Jones had 21. Hamsters, 77. 30 to Wilson. 6 to Fournette, 9 to Diggs, Claypool 9, Schultz had 5, Bell had 3, Judy had 7, Carson had 8, and with a defense, maybe could have got over the edge, but not to be. Nothing on the bench. Mudcats beat the Hamsters, 84 to 77. The Maulers. 147, bounce back, defeated the Devils 101. For the Maulers, Ryan had 15, Cook had 60. Must be the biggest score of the year. Six for Smith Schuster. Lamb had three, one for Croft. Bernard had 22, Evans had 14, special teams had 26. Nice way to wrap up the score. On the bench, 17, yeah, six, sorry, not, not really even report besides the quarterbacks. The Devils, 101, 19 for Brady, 17 for Jacobs, one for Green, Fulham had 16, Gronkowski had 13, Rose did the score, four for Fan, special teams combined for 31. Moore on the bench had 12. 10 for Hamler on the bench, nothing else to report. One of the better scores for the Devils this year, but they just came up against some stiff opposition. In the final game, the Cows, 94, defeated the Finns, 69. Rogers had 19. Uh, Gaskin had seven, although now he's on IR. 30 for Hill. Ridley had four, injured. Smith had two, Brown had two, Cook had 14, special teams had 16. On the bench, Hardman had 18, Dobbins had 16, so some really good numbers on the bench to fill in for some IR spots. For the Finns, Breeze had 19, Henry had 22, Brown had 11, 
two for Jefferson. Kittle had three. He's now gone higher. Jones and Guyton had nothing. The special teams had 12. On the bench, 15. No, sorry. On the bench, nothing to report. This is the biggest IR team I think I've ever seen. There's not enough IR spots by a mile. So it's... Now that's the... Uh, McCaffrey, uh, I think he's back this week. So let's go and have a look at the standings. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the games this week. So let's go deep into the standings. So that the North. All three teams are six and two. Tiebreaker, I'm not really sure about the tiebreaker. You have to look at that uh, as far as head-to-head. But it's too early to kind of talk about that. There are some more divisional head-to-heads. But they're all six and two. And I think it's fair to say that uh, right now, and I'm going to call it, all three of these teams are going to the playoffs. Now, from a point scoring perspective, um, <clears throat> the Queens, the Maulers, and the Wipeouts have been some of the highest scoring teams. Uh, in fact, second, and I think it kind of falls out to be like second, third, and fifth, looks like. Something like that. Um, they're all going to the playoffs, as I said. And this week, with the wipeouts being the Queens, that just made it uh, almost a lot for that. In the South, uh, the Cows now jump out to a lead in that division. Uh, it's only one game in front of the Dockers and the Finns, but clearly with the Cows being the Kings, that tiebreaker is going to probably come into play. Only the division leader will, will go ahead in the South. Um, but after, with week eight now behind us, five weeks to go, this is anybody's division. Uh, way too close to four. And all three of the teams are actually scoring relatively high in the 800s as a total so far. In the East, uh, this is over. The, uh, the Crabs, worst case scenario, could end up with seven and six. I guess the Mudcats are mathematically are still a chance, but I think, I think the Crabs are gonna win this division. Now, the Muddies get on a winning streak that could uh, actually win the second wild card, although that could be tough. They are the second lowest scoring team, the Mudcats. Um, and so hard to see them coming back and winning uh, a bunch for the lead, you know, down the stretch. Costanzas are pretty much gone for the year. Be interesting to see how poorly they can actually continue to play and what seed they'll get in the draft. In the West, uh, this could be one of the first times that we've seen a division leader with a winning record that might have to go to the historian of the of the of the league, Aaron, but uh, the Budgies are only one game ahead of the Devils. Three and five Budgies, very low scoring division here. The two and six Devils are still a chance, and I'm going to say that the Hamsters, only being two games behind, are also a chance in this division. And this is going to be the ultimate in pillow fights. See how that kind of pans out. Let's talk a little bit about this coming week. Well, as we know, there's already been a game. The Crabs play the Finns, and they already have a 31-point lead, thanks to Devontae Adams. 
The Cows play the Devils and they currently have a 35 point lead. Um, the Devils obviously are going to desperately need to win that one if they've got any chance. The Budgies play the Maulers. Budgies are going to be pushing it uphill to beat the Maulers. I'd say that that's going to be a Maulers victory there. The Hamsters play the Queens. Tough one for the Hamsters. You have to say that uh, the Queens have got a huge edge on the on the Hamsters. However, McCaffrey is back. And with McCaffrey coming back, it means Davis drops out. So the Queens do have a, some players that are sort of slipping in their ability to score, but that can change instantly. Wipeouts play with the Stanzas. This is a huge rivalry in a grudge match, but right now, the Costanzas just aren't up to being the wipeouts like they did a few years ago in the Super Bowl. Mudcats in the final game play the Dockers. Dockers already have a 14-point lead uh, for the Dockers in the Mudcats. Must-win game. In fact, the run home are must-win games. So, that's kind of the way it stands. Looking very much like we're starting to find the, the sweet spot in who's going to be in and who's going to be out of the playoffs. Hopefully your team wins this week. Until then, bye for now in this crazy week and shortened podcast. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Major League Indield Raker. Your precision movements and split-second timing keep America's infield safe for play and covered with cool, swirly designs. Millions watch as you weave your standard-issue rake inches from the bag, then skillfully switch to the more advanced woven metal thing on a chain. Yeah, it has a name, but we wouldn't understand. Why? Because we're not Mr. Major League Infield Raker. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, oh Duke of Dirts. Because for every kid who wants to be a Major League Slugger, there's another who wants to be a guy with a rake. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri.